Hello, hello, hello. This is Uncle Tickles, and you are listening to New Dad. You're listening during some strange times. If you're like me, uh, you know, you're looking for things to help get you through, help pass time, and uh, just till there is a, a little bit of a return of normalcy. And, and for me, that seems to be art and artists. Uh, you know, so when I say that, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, podcasts and TV and movies and uh, music. Um, these are the things I'm turning to, uh, whether it's music to help lighten my mood or, uh, you know, break up the day, a TV show to just kind of sit and take my minds off things or, or a book just to totally escape. Um, you know, that's what's worked for me. And in talking to some other people, it seems like that that kind of is, is what we have and what they're turning to as well. So we have a very special guest uh, here for you today. We have Kate Flynn from Pop Moms Podcast joining us to talk about what's helping uh, get her and her family through these challenging times um, and, you know, what art they're consuming and enjoying. And, you know, uh, the hope is that uh, fellow parents or, you know, just individuals in general who are listening uh, can find something, whether it be a band or a TV show or a movie or a book, um, that they can take away and that will help them uh, then kind of get through this and it'll be something that they enjoy. So, uh, you know, with that being said, uh, I will say there's a added caveat and that's, you know, support local art, support, support your local artists. Um, I want to give a shout out to, uh, Louis Wilkinson who did our intro, uh, you know, our new intro. I think we'll be keeping it for, for a good while here. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram at laser Lou dude, uh, very talented artist. Uh, and, and he did the intro that, that you're about to see here. I'm very happy with how that turned out. Um, you know, and, and however you can do that, you know, whether it's monetarily or, or just through your support, uh, rating, reviewing, promoting their, their work, um, you know, it goes a long way. So, uh, I do think that, you know, while we're all consuming that and we're enjoying it, it is important to try to give back and lift those artists up, you know, since they're giving us, you know, a small slice of joy during a time when, uh, that's hard to come by, to be to be honest. So, um, you know, I won't keep you much longer. I really want to get to Kate. She was great on this episode. And, um, you know, we're going to, you know, really give another tip of the hat to uh, a special friend of the program and artist, uh, Prop Cops. So, uh, Prop, please take us away. Tickles here. We're back with Kate Flynn, host of Pot Moms Podcast, a fantastic podcast and an even more tremendous mother. Kate, introduce yourself to Uncle Tickles' little children. 
Yeah, totally. So I do the Pop Moms podcast and um, really the idea behind it is to go ahead and normalize cannabis use for moms, for women, and really everyone. Um, our episodes are pretty fun. We usually kind of start with a topic. We will have, you know, some playful banter about it. Uh, maybe talk about a strain that we're smoking or a product that we're using. Um, really just aiming to educate uh, the listeners on something about cannabis related. And the more we learn about it, the more we talk about it, the more we normalize it. And pretty soon people can get off my dick about smoking weed. Yeah. And, uh, and what strain are you smoking <laughs> for today's episode? Oh, so this one that I am doing today. So I have two. I really like a combination at this hour. Mm -hmm. um, and so the first one is called the CBG blend. And both of them are by Halo Cannabis. So if you're in the Seattle, Washington area, um, you'll be able to pick up their product. Um, you can pick up uh, different CBD products online. Um, Halo Cannabis, it's H-E-Y-L-O. The first strain is um, the CBG blend. So it's a three to one ratio CBG, which is one of the components of the strain and then THC. Um, so it's just kind of fun. Um, it's just, it's really creative, which, you know, is one thing that we talked about in the episode and which has been like really personally, really imperative in terms of being able to kind of take the bull by the horn, so to speak of like trying to teach your kids shit at home. Um, yeah. and like, stuff done and feel like a person although you haven't left your house in a really long time um so this helps yeah. and other one is called spring equinox and it's another um this one is really heavy in thcv um which is a different type of thc um, component of the strain um and i really like that one so this one i'm smoking in a pax which i don't really love the pax but i really like the strain awesome awesome <laughs> and uh you know, you, you hit on creativity and, and how it's been a key uh, characteristic that's needed to get through these times. And, you know, I have two kids under two. And I think for for people who are listening and have kids, the the challenge of, of talking about suggestions to get through is that suggestions are so age dependent. You know, what may work for your son Cole is not working for Mikey, right? Um, you And especially when you have kids that vary in age, you can't just put one show on, you know, um, we're lucky in that, you know, Shep's too solo so young that really he's kind of like oblivious to everything at this point. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's becoming more and more aware of things, but at the same time, it's like he can stare at a light bulb and just be totally enamored for, for hours at a time. Um, bless so, his heart. Yeah. Bless his <laughs> Bless his little heart. So, I mean, there is an advantage of that, right? And uh, and, and, and I guess um, the hard thing is it's it's just, it puts a big strike. I guess what I'm trying to get at is, you know, it feels exhausting at times for us. And, you know, we have to, one of them is not even mobile and neither of us are working at the moment. You know, so for, for parents out there who are working and having to, to do what we're doing, I can't imagine, you know, I, I can't imagine the stress that they're on. Um, so, I, you know, I what I do imagine is, you know, there's a little bit more screen time, you know, perhaps there's there's a little bit more of the, you know, having to just, you know, I don't want to, you know, bend on certain things that you're, you try to be a little bit more strict on. And I know people have gotten creative, you know, you and Mike mentioned you guys buying a trampoline and you guys talk about it in your your five tips. Um, 
we bought Shep a slide and that's been a saving grace. So it's, you know, those yeah. sort of things, you know, you kind of let them get a little bit more wild than maybe they normally would. But again, bringing it back to what, what I mentioned at the top is for us, uh, it's been art. So, uh, you know, so whether that's been a TV show or a book or, or music to help, you know, lighten the mood or give us a break, uh, you know, from TV or something, um, you know, all these things have been so, so key. So I'm wondering how, how has that played a role in, you know, in your guys' house? Have you guys used, uh, you know, some shows? Have you guys been, uh, you know, finding certain books that have really caught the kids' eyes and, and really kept them, you know, engaged? Um, so what have you guys been doing or how have you guys been appreciating art? artists, I should say, too? So I think like what's really cool is um, so like, OK, um, in Seattle and in Washington, it was like really sudden that like they just they closed schools. It was like a Wednesday and it was an early dismissal, which happens at 150. And then like by four that day, they were like, we're closed till, you know, the end of March and then days later updating it to the end of April. So all of a sudden we were stuck with like, oh, my God, like, how are we going to make this work? Um, so we placed a couple online orders for like the key things. You mentioned it, the trampoline. Um, I also bought stuff to make slime. So kind of letting the kids get creative with like their hands. Cause we've been noticing that that's something that's really helpful to kind of get some of their energy out. Um, we also have like a little tub that has, um, water beads in it. Oh, we did that like the sensory bin. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so, like, there are these little balls, like, literally, like, cap fill will fill, like, a huge thing with these, like, balls that the kids can kind of play with. So we've kind of been, you know, putting them into circle groups with colors or, like, looking at how they look when you hold it up to the sun, like, kind of trying to incorporate some of those things visually, like, all of their senses. Um, we bought a tie-dye kit, oh, awesome. um, which was cool. I bought 50 pounds of clay and, <laughs> and pottery tools. So we have been like today, um, Mikey has been, my, my uh, oldest son is really into basketball right now. And so like trying to explain to him like the concept of pottery and how like you can't close bounce it, it in or, <laughs> or bounce it, right. um, you know, like things like that. So from like an actual, like a physical art and creation perspective, um, we, we've been doing that. We kind of got like all of the paints revamped. Um, and what we've been doing, um, which kind of how it relates to some of their books. So um, all three kids will, will tolerate um, us reading the Mo Willems books to them, like Piggy and Gerald or The Pigeon Shouldn't Ride the Bus or Drive the Bus or whatever. Um, I haven't read that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Suya's best one. So, hey, yeah. homework. Um, but that has been cool. And then Mo Willems also does at, um, I think it's it's 10... Pacific, so I think that's one Eastern. Um, every day he draws live from the Kennedy Center. So we kind of had like a backlog of YouTubes, um, and we'll go ahead and set the kids down. Um, usually just Mikey and Ellie will be the only ones who kind of like entertain it. Um, Cole's still too young, but they'll actually just watch him, and it's instructional, so like they'll draw along with him. So they're learning to draw characters of books that we're reading about. That's awesome. That is fantastic. And and, and that's been one of the, you know, few silver linings of this whole experience is that, it, it, you know, and again, this is a, a tribute to the artists out there. They've really kind of put themselves out there and, you know, whether it's uh, yeah. Miley, Miley Ray Cyrus uh, with her, you know, Instagram live series. I think uh, I was, we were talking right before this, uh, Death Cab for Cutie and Head in the Heart were doing something live from Seattle a band you Mike love, Cold War Kids, and you know I enjoy. They were earlier today doing a live stream. 
uh, one of the gentlemen from Glass Animals, I believe. Um, I'm going to be mad if I get that wrong, but I believe it's the lead singer from Glass Animals is doing a, a quarantine cover series, which is awesome with uh, Heart Shaped Box, Heart Shaped Box by Nirvana, which was really good. Um, so you know, and and one of the tips in your episode, just you know, again to plug this, I think that if you're if you're a parent with kids, you should probably definitely go listen to this. Uh, you know, tips for the quarantine episode. But were these online, you know, museum and zoo tours, have, have you had a chance to do any of those? We were supposed to do a uh, breakfast with otters, but uh, we got the times mixed up, so we showed up like an hour late. Oh, yeah, I know. It's tough. It's kind of tough because, like, we create all of these resources and all of these ideas and all of these, um, like, uh, schedules and stuff, but then we actually have to fucking do it, right? right? There's, <laughs> like, this thing is, like, I feel like it makes us feel safe to, like, amass all of this, like, information, but oh. we, we have to actually do it. For sure, for <laughs> sure. So have, have you been able to do any of the any of the museum tours or the zoo tours? No, you haven't. We, haven't do them. we did a little bit of the zoo one because mm-hmm. um, they're doing ones for like the San Diego Zoo. And so we kind of have popped in on that. It's just kind of to your earlier point, the two-year-old doesn't want to do what the four-year-old wants to do, but the four and the seven might play. But then in certain things, like we've been incorporating a lot of stuff about animals. So like we'll have um, like, we'll like they wanted to do talking parrots. And so for like a day, we talked about talking parrots and we watched videos about talking parrots and why parrots like have the capabilities to learn how to rid like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. So I don't know, trying little things like that, but (laughs) <laughs> no, and I think we did the San Diego Zoo one too, and and Chef, that's the thing, like Chef's into anything with animals, which uh, brings me to one of, like, so, you know, one of the saving graces for us, uh, this quarantine, and when I say us, I probably mean me more so than Lita, is Spirit on Netflix. Have you guys ever caught an episode of Spirit in uh, in any of your days, right, you know, raising kids? So Cole, like, loves the horse spirit, yeah. but they don't to watch the show like he has like one of those like big pillows that you lay on that's uh-huh. like that horse and i mean for, there was a minute i mean this thing's like the size of a sofa cushion so like there's a time where he would want to like bring it everywhere so it's just like it was insane but you know for whatever reason like they don't but you said that it's super good tell me about it and i'll have to pitch it back to them i'm into it uh yeah i'm into it well what what's what kind of like pulled me in a little bit was uh the opening song i think it's as far as theme songs go, it's it's solid across all TV shows, but especially for kids shows, it's not annoying. I really enjoy it. We're in season three, and every time it comes on, I'm still kind of like pumped up and, and ready for it. Um, but it's just, I think it's a, what gets it for me is that they're, it's episodic or episodic uh, in that, you know, if you watch one episode, the next episode builds off that. And so yeah. I guess as an adult viewer, I appreciate that. Whereas something like yeah. Bubble Guppies or Sesame Street, they're all standalone episodes, right? It doesn't matter. There's nothing. It's not like there's a plot that it's building on. And there's eight seasons of it. And it's totally new to them. And, and for the same reason you said that Cole's kind of into it, the horses, Shep, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, is super into the nanes is what he calls them. Um, okay. So that show, um, and, and, and to your point, though, like the, there will be stretches, right? Kind of long stretches where it's not focusing on the horse. It's focusing on, you know, these kids um, and, and he will get disinterested for a second. But, it you know, it typically will come back to the horses quickly enough to, to kind of roll them back in. Um, and you know, I think it's great because 
the 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 lead protagonist is a female and it's you know portrays her in a very strong um positive light and uh in, you know i think you know for for one i it's kind of you don't see a ton of that i think you're seeing more of it but um and probably more so for our generation right you see that and you're more impressed than kids kids probably don't notice that as oh, much they don't notice it but for me i'm i'm thinking like you know we you also talked about disney plus in your tips episode um you know and it's one of those that's things <laughs> you go back and you start watching these disney movies and you start seeing all this stuff and you're just like oh you're more aware of it um you know it's pretty crazy but spirit i would encourage anyone who who's not familiar who has a kid maybe between the ages of two and four maybe uh i think it's totally appropriate and um and chef seems to like it so uh and you know it's one of those things where i, I think i even caught myself like going back and re-watching an episode that I knew had played in the background while I was making dinner, but I just didn't see how it ended. So I was really, it really bugged me that I wanted to know how this plot plot kind of worked out. So like uh, you would DVR it. Yes, you yeah, hundred percent. I'm, I'm invested in the plot. I'm really invested. I kind of want to know there's, they have a, uh, I'll, I'll say this too. They do a really good, they have a villain on it that I'm, I'm like, I hate this fucking guy. And I think if you get people to feel that way about something, um, it's like the same way I felt as a kid watching uh robin hood the, the one with kevin costner and the sheriff of nottingham um yeah. or hans gruber the fucking which i think is the same actor actually maybe that's why i'm going to both these places from die hard so, <laughs> yeah i'm thinking of bad guys that i just really hate but um you know spirit it's you know again people probably don't think of you know when we're saying you know let's salute artists that are helping us get through this the, you know i'm talking about a kid's cartoon that's uh, about horses and three girls who uh, are kind of like rapscallions in the wild, wild west. Um, but no, for sure, I, I appreciate it because it's helping. It's uh, it's new to me. I enjoy it and Shep enjoys it. So like, I don't have to watch a Bubble Guppies episode that I've watched 20 times. Um, are there any shows that, you know, the kids are watching right now that you guys are using as like, okay, when all else fails, we put this on? Or is there well, anything like that? My kids love Shaun the Sheep. And Shaun the Sheep is like a claymation, like Wallace and Gromit. Okay. Um, except for one key difference is there is no words. Really? There's no words in the entire show. There's there's like a hundred seasons of it. There's full movies of it. It's stop claymation. It's That's it's amazing. Crazy. So like it just it's all conveyed through like like her like noises like that and like what's happening around them or like it, it or like their facial expressions like it's amazing but but i like this thing stands the test of time we like prior to isolation would have like a couple couples over who have kids and their kids would come in after we fed the kids dinner we would let them watch a movie so the adults could have like i don't know a second to think of something other than their kids and so we would we put this on and i was like just watch it just watch it there is not a single word in this entire movie and they will all sit there silent the entire time and they do That's so they wrong. love it Sean the sheep. what's up you said Sean the sheep Sean the sheep it's s-h-a-u-n Sean okay. the sheep um cool. and they have there's one so there's there's a couple in particular the kids go through like um they go through like cycles of wanting to watch one episode over and over and over and over and over and over again oh, yeah. so they're it's usually a good one but then like you see it a couple times and you're like jesus christ man like there's this one it's like a special episode but it's um called sean the sheep the farmer's llamas and it's um llamas like basically the farmer gets these llamas and then they're like 
just total, they're told jerks um, to the whole farm, you know? And it's like, but um, yesterday Cole watched that three times, like, because that's the only thing he will watch. So like our thing with the kids is like, we will usually, we'll do something with like video around drawing or um, like a study of like, like, like nature videos and stuff. And then depending on the day, we might let Ellie watch a movie, like when Cole's napping and Mikey will be doing stuff on his tablet. And then we'll do, let them each do a show at night. So Cole will pick the show at night, like every day. Farmers llamas, farmers llamas, farmers llamas. Like he will literally, he wakes up talking about when the next time, like negotiating when he will see the farmers llamas next. Um, it's nice because my oldest still enjoys watching it. Like he'll actually like put his tablet down and like actually watch, you know, like That's what awesome. he's um, watch it and or you know be fine if they if they do it. Um, another really good one if you have Netflix is um, Green Eggs and Ham. Okay, it's yeah. really. Oh yeah. Um, that one, they like a ton. It's so funny listening to you talk about Cole, like waking up and talking about, uh, Sean, the sheep, cause Shep will wake up and, and I hope the first thing is with him, like, hello, Dada. And then it's, I get, I'm like, Hey Shep. And then he's like, bubble guppies. Yeah, <laughs> and, totally. like, they love it. Yeah. And, and he, he's always been indifferent, like didn't care which episode, but just recently in like the last three or four days, he's been very particular, like he'll request them, you know? And um, it's funny the way he, it's funny the way kids' minds work and the way they remember things. And also when you start recognizing those things, right? You know, because he's-, he's Your kid, you're- It's crazy because he, you know, he'll just, like he said, he was like, Goo Goo Gaga, Goo Goo Gaga. And there's an episode that starts off with one of the characters saying Goo Goo Gaga. And I was like, oh, you know, like, I didn't have to be like, what are you talking about? It was like my brain immediately processed, He's talking about the like the baby episode, so play the baby episode. Um, totally. You know, um, so yeah, it's just funny how the how it works that way. Um, oh, one thing too, yeah. Disney Plus. Okay, so um, we've like taken a trip down memory lane, right? So Mike recently gave Mikey his whole um, ninety two to ninety three basketball card collection. Oh. I mean, like Mikey has been FaceTiming with his friend like three blocks away every day trying to come to a trade. Uh. It's been for like <laughs> Like it's like so funny because they're going so back and forth and Mikey has like everyone except for one player of the dream team's cards. And like, I've been like messing with them and making them say Barcelona. <laughs> and um, so what we've been doing is we've been showing them some like movies from like when we were kids or ones that we like. So um, Mike really likes Sword in the Stone. Oh, and yeah. so that's on plus. And so like, it's really brutal for me to watch. I don't like particularly enjoy that movie. Really? It's one um, of my favorites. But- See, and it's one of Mike's favorites okay. too. And um, Mike's sister and I, Kara, were talking, and we were like, "I'm like, I hate this movie." She's like, "Me too." So I don't know, like, wow. for whatever reason. Okay. Um, but um, we have Robin Hood on the list. We actually That's just one of my favorites. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, oh. which is a classic. Like, and I knew Mikey would like it because uh, around Christmas time we showed them Home Alone and Home Alone Two, and they were just like dying of laughter at the all of the horrific pranks. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, I think Mike and I, I can't remember if we talked about it on, on screen, but yeah, the, like, oh yeah, he did. He talked about having to explain to Mikey, uh, just like how violent those pranks were. And he's like, no, you really can't blow a torch on dude's head, Mikey. That was like basically kill yeah. dude. Um, yeah, okay. no, that's too funny. Um, yeah, no, Disney plus has been a fun trip down memory lane, you know? And also yeah. I feel like there was like a gap of, 
uh, Disney movies where it was just like outside of my age gap, right? Like I lost interest. There was, you know, I was really into yep. Disney as a kid. And then all of a sudden, you know, I don't know, you just get into different movies, right? You kind of grow up and uh, well, older and you get way cooler. And, you know, Disney stops, to- you know, being. It's fun to go back and watch those now. You know, like there was a bunch, uh, like Hercules was one that kind of like fell into that. Oh my God, I loves it. Hercules. Yes. <laughs> I, I put that on. I was like, I forgot how good this is. Uh, yep. but, you know, this isn't Disney or modern, but this is something that we watched uh, over the quarantine that I was it, just 100% blown away by. And I guess it, it, in large parts because my preconceived notion going into it was, I can't believe Lita picked this. This is going to be fucking trash. I... I'm like, it was like one of those things where, you know, I was contemplating going up into the bathtub and pushing the toaster in, um, just cause I was like, oh my God, but trolls and it, it was fucking good. Have you seen trolls? So oh my God. Yeah. So fucking good. So if you're out there, it sounds like it would be just a, a huge time suck. And maybe one of those things that makes you want to shoot yourself in the head. And maybe you watch it and you're like, this was why they, they suggest this. But uh, the music was, I thought, pretty good. And uh, the. I mean, come on. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Um, what what podcasts are you listening to right now? Because I know that's another escape for me at night. I'm able to kind of, again, just listen to something uh, and it feels normal because that's kind of what I would do normally at night to wind down. Um, okay. So, like, I don't know about you, but like, once I started doing a podcast, it was harder for me to like listen to specific ones. Like, I just felt like there was always noise in my ears when you're like editing and then it's like your own voice. And so it's like super bizarre. Um, but my favorite podca- podcast right now is um, the Ron Funches. It's getting better with Ron Funches. And it is so good. <laughs> I like love this man's voice. It just is like, it's just is like so happy and like upbeat, but he's also like really, really honest. And he has really cool guests on. I think um, in my favorite episode um, was, I'm just looking for it right now. Um, but I think it was with, when he did it with, um, with Conan, with Conan O'Brien. Okay. It's a really good episode. Like if you're looking for like what the, um, just, I don't know what the show's about. Right. That's like definitely one of my favorite. Um, really that one and then yours, Tommy. And then I listened to a couple other like pop mom ones. Um, but I kind of don't like doing that a ton because I don't want any of it to like skew how I create content. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely, yeah. Um, well, well, thank you. I'm listening. Clearly, clearly listening to yours um, as it's been like an inspiration for my, for, especially for this episode. Um, there's another, there's another one that's been a huge, again, just inspiration for doing a podcast and one that I, you know, I don't miss. They do a bunch of live content that I, I, you know, with two kids now, it's really hard. I used to be there for all the live stuff, you know, watching and in the live chats, um, partly because I was a moderator for the podcast, but it was, uh, it's called uh, History of Westeros and, and they just, put out amazing high quality stuff. It's, you know, really high standard. And it's kind of when I, I do religiously, it's like, I, I do not miss them. And, uh, and it makes me realize just how far I, I need to go and, you know, for my podcast. And every time they, you know, they do an episode every Sunday. Now they're doing a reread project for the books, a song of ice and fire. So anyone who's listening, I've mentioned it a couple of times, but, uh, if you are ever wondering or, or just wanting to get into the books now that the show's over, um, you know, there is this gap, right? Everyone's waiting for the next book to be put out. 
there's a lot of rumors and rumblings that the new book will be out. Um, George R. R. Martin is definitely someone I'm going to tip my hat to as far as an artist getting me through the quarantine because I'm involved in this reread project. And then, um, you know, for those 45 minutes to an hour that I'm listening to the audiobooks, uh, it, it is really a, a true escape. I'm not here. I'm in Westeros. Um, so I would suggest people, uh, you know, you could pick up the books and then what they do is I believe every, they have a, an episode for every seven chapters about give or take. Um, so you can read the seven chapters, listen to the episode and get a fully, fully in-depth, uh, you know, kind of, uh, rehashing of what's going on. I will say though, that there are, I think in some cases, spoilers. Um, but if you've watched the show, I don't think you're really going to be hurting for anything. Um. So those are the podcasts I'm listening to. And then music wise, um, you know, there's a band that I, I went and saw in early January, you know, and now the idea of going to see a band seems crazy and you almost feel like you have to defend it by, by, by saying like, oh, it was way before all this, you know. Um, but it was, you know, like the first week in January, it's a band called Indigo de Suiza, or de Suiza. I might be pronouncing that wrong and my, my apologies if I am. Um, and the album is I Love My Mom, amazing album. Um, I've had, I've literally had it on pretty much repeat since January, um, much to my wife's chagrin. And, uh, and I, you know, we talked about all the artists doing live streams and probably too many to actually rehash. But another artist I actually wanna personally thank is Prob Cause who did the intro music for New Dad. He put that th together this year, uh, I believe mostly on a trip to, to, uh, Thailand. Um, and I've been listening to that album, Junkyard Samurai, quite a bit and introduce um, Shep into, uh, into Proud Cause and Junkyard Samurai and also introduce Shep to Kendrick Lamar, who we like very much. You know, so music's a very big part of our mornings and in our daily routine. Um, what about you guys, Kate? Now I'll flip it over. Um, is there any like more contemporary music that the kids are starting to get into or like or that you guys introduce? So yes, I have to like, just for one second, say one more good podcast recommendation oh, yeah. because I, I listen to more, don't I? Um, so many white guys is what it's called. And it's with, um, the, um, two dope Queens, um, Ooh. Phoebe from dope Queens. Oh my God. Like that actually got me through training for a half marathon this summer because I could like listen to them talk and cause when you're like adding up how many songs you've listened to and that's how long you've been running like that, that's like the stuff my head does when I run. Cause I'm oh, not yeah. like a blind runner, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Six songs. It means I've been running for a minimum of 18 minutes. It sounds like nothing to go through, uh, you know, songs so but like podcasts are 45 minutes so then i always knew i could do like two and that would be my run um okay so i digress what are the kids um listening to so old town road oh. took mikey storm <laughs> just by storm um they also really like um um queens um i am the we are the champion oh yeah, oh, yeah. that's a, i think uh, it's a rite of passage for kids, I believe. The one that goes into does it? Another one go into it, or um, that go into another song? Um, are you talking about "We Will yeah. Rock You"? Uh, we will rock you. Okay. Yeah. So that combo was yeah. like a good six minutes a piece, right? Oh, for so sure. Oh yeah. You can do it for that for that time. Um, Mikey really likes Imagine Dragons. Oh, nice. Um, he likes um. What else does he like? Cole's a big fan of We Are the Dinosaurs. Oh, nice. Where they 
round and then they take a little rest in their nest. Yeah. Um, Lori Berkner band. That's a, a good, that's a good one. Cause, um, I mean, kid songs kind of drive me crazy when I just have Ellison and Cole, um, at home, I'll usually put on post Malone too. I'm a pretty big post Malone oh, fan and they don't want to register that he has like a filthy mouth. Um, so, um, but one time a really funny story. So Mikey had just watched pets too. Um, and at the end of it, Kevin Hart does the panda song and obviously incredibly edited because it's a children's movie. Um, but Mikey, the next day, like (laughs) he goes, Alexa, play the panda song. And obviously Alexa, not knowing like that he wants one version versus another puts on the original one. And like, I don't know, there's like at least like five swears in like the first line. <laughs> just the intro is like bitch, bitch, fuck, fuck. It's like basically like the um uh the uh, uh Jay and Silent Bob <laughs> song. Um like that level of swearing. And I just like I come out there and I'm like, Alexa, turn on the pet song from Pets 2. And then I just like lock eyes with Mikey. He looks back at me. I go, Do you have any questions about any of the words that were just used? And he goes, Nope. And I go, Okay, cool. Let me know before you decide to say them out loud. Yeah. He's of that age. He's he's heard the words. He's the best. He he's like was Mike played like the little part where he was like, people are going crazy because <laughs> Oh yeah. Mike or whatever he said and yeah. Mike played it for he like felt like like he was on it was 92 93 <laughs> yeah. basketball cards. Yeah. well I thought it was too awesome of a soundbite it really was an oh awesome soundbite he made Mike a, a um Mike as a basketball player with number <laughs> one dad on his jersey for his birthday oh, this year that's awesome there's no there's no gift you can buy that's as cute as that <laughs> no no that that is awesome and you know i think uh part of the reason i wanted to do this as I, I was hoping that talking about the artist getting us through was a little bit more uplifting you know and uh, you know and so i want to you know i i, I want to talk about some of the shows and movies that we may have seen or watched that are helping us or you know i think you you've talked about um we've talked about a couple shows right for our kids i want to talk about the ones that we're watching right parents um but there have been these like really tender moments you know that just naturally wouldn't have happened because of you know at least for me and chef because uh even though we've been on fmla we've been taking chef to daycare you know because it's easier to kind of bond with the baby and we've already mentioned like the two-on-one advantage and um just how that makes a, a huge difference for parents um so you know a you know i mentioned you know there's these these moments in the morning where we're going upstairs, we're watching TV, we're cuddling, you know, and I feel very fortunate that Shep is still cuddly at, at one and a half, almost two years old. Um, you know, because I know at this age and for most of the time he is go, go, go. He doesn't want that. But there are these moments where he wants to cuddle. He wants to be near his dad. Um, he wants to watch us. He asks these really sweet questions. Sometimes he'll even hold my hand. Um, and you know, like, I, and they're fat little baby hands. Yeah. And like, and really when I say that he's just holding a finger, but it's like, normally we don't have time for that in the morning. Right. Cause I'm trying to get up, I'm trying to get out the door, trying to get him to daycare by a certain time. Um, and when he goes to this new daycare, it's going to be even more imperative that we get out, um, you know, cause they have a cutoff. They won't take him past nine, you know? So, um, you know, I'm, I started thinking about that a little bit today. I'm about how all of the stuff that we're doing now and you know, how, at times I can, you know, you can start thinking of, holy cow, we still have 30 days of this, right? Because in Illinois, the shelter in place was just, I think nationally, it was just extended 30 more days, right? Um, 
So, you know, it's easy to, to kind of be like, to get overwhelmed by that thought. But then I also think like, you know, there's gonna be a time when all of a sudden this, I'm not going to have this time with them in the morning. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to have all this time to play with them. And, and to be totally honest, you know, I've seen these developmental uh, jumps with him that I don't think would have happened at daycare, you know, because his daycare is great, you know, and, um, you know, I think the new one's going to be even better, but it doesn't, it's not a substitute for one-on-one -on -one time with their parents, right? And that's what Chuck's getting. He's getting all you know, pretty much all day one-on-one -on -one time with me while his mom's taking care of his baby brother, right? And we try to switch, but also part of it's, you know, this, because of the, the way we've kind of divided and conquered, it's led to a little bit of like Shep wanting to be with me more and the baby feeling more comfortable with Lita. And, um, you know, we can rock, we can switch off, but, you know, like too long, it seems to rock the boat and then we're ended up like switching back, right? So, um, yeah. but it is, you know, like that's a silver lining. He's, he's developed, his speech is developing. I think he's, his just intellect, his problem solving, all that's happening. It's developing faster than it was originally. And it could just be sheer coincidence. Um, but I, I like to think that part of it has to do with us. Another huge moment was, you know, this is the, and it's not like he's, he's doing this consecutively, but he went potty in the little toilet for the first time. And that's super encouraging and like a huge, uh, huge win. And uh, I know we still have a long way to go before he's potty trained, um, you know, and maybe even, you know, much further than even I'm thinking now, but still, an awesome thing. We were here to experience it. You know, it was, it was very cool. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to talk about, which was a very hilarious moment. And, um, and also kind of like a, it's like an ending of an age. Uh, I thought my last bath with Shep was going to be uh, on New Year's Eve, just because it was one where I was, I was going to take a bath with him. And then he ended up pooping in the tub. So I ended up jumping out. And then I was, I've been kind of like, skittish to get in the tub with him since he pooped in it because it's just like it, well and it was like there was no warning like he didn't give me any like look or anything like all of a sudden it was like a grunt and i'm like wait what like what did you say and a, a little poop pop pops up and it's like oh you know shit uh literally um so i was like so for them in the bath yeah and so then i was like all right that's the last bath um but the other day he was like you know we're in there and i was just you know, not since that moment, I've, I'm in there with him. I'm kneeling at the tub. I'm playing with him. I'm interacting. But I'm just not in the tub with him. Um, but he kept being like, take, he was like, off, 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 like, dada, like, sit down. He wanted me in the tub. And I was like, oh, this is so cute. Like, I'm going to get in the tub. Uh, now, in hindsight, our, a close friend of our suds was like, uh, I don't know why you didn't keep your shorts on. Because I was just like, well, I'm going to just get in the tub. I'm getting in the tub. I'm his dad. I'm going to get in the tub. I've taken baths with him before. Um, but I didn't really connect the fact that he's been more interested in his own wiener recently. And he's, you know, like, so when I got in, he was just like, he was fixated. It was, and it was making me uncomfortable, you know, um, to the point where I, I tried putting some bubble bath in there and that wasn't working um, because, you know, like the water wasn't going, you know, so it was too clear. He was looking directly at it. I'm like, what the fuck? So I, I had to make like, uh, just like a really game time decision. And I just tucked it. I manginated it. Um, and, the kid looked at me as if I was a fucking wizard. And it was just like the look as if like, I was just like, poof, we gonna be gone. And he was like, whoa, uh, it like fucked with his head for a little bit. And, uh, to the point where we had to cut the bath short where I was like, I think I've done too much damage. And Dinah too though. Yeah, I was like, I think this is bad. I don't know. I, I, I was trying, I was trying to do the right thing. And I think I did a bad thing. Uh, so I'm not going to have to bring the kid into, uh, you know, therapy probably. But the funny thing is, so after that, he's been very concerned about my wiener. Like, 
there'll be times when I'm changing him and he's like, Dada, wiener, wiener, wiener. And he's like trying to lift my shirt up to see it. And I think it's because he thinks it's gone. And so, I think so. So now, yeah, I have this dilemma. I'm like, do I show my kid my dick again just so he knows it's there? You know, I don't know. I don't know. So it's silver lining, but I don't know. I probably can't keep this in the podcast because so, social services will come. Um, but I'm, No, it's so normal. Yeah. It's so normal. All kids think that dicks are crazy, but like, yeah. I, <laughs> uh, kids have been staring. Like, I don't know. Like I've had to, I've maintained eye contact while going to the bathroom with my kids. I mean, like they're always right there. And like, I don't know, maybe vaginas are just like not as enticing as like. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> Um, but I mean, Ellie like would ask me like, when I when when do I get a penis? And I'm like, bad news for you. Sorry. You know, never unless you want it. Then later. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so she's she finally actually it took it, it took a girls only sleepover with her auntie Kara for her to like actually refer to herself as a girl. Oh really? <laughs> you could go. <laughs> she's like, yeah, uh, I, yeah I'm, I'm potato. Convenient. Yeah, I'm potato. <laughs> Um, yeah so she for sure is but yeah I kids I think kids are just fixated with it you know what I mean and then they're like I mean it's there to play with right and you guys never stop playing with it so it's true it's true it's gonna be it's gonna be his cross to bear um so are are you Mike and I know you guys aren't huge tv people but is there a show and in and, and I do know of one at least that we can talk about, but is there a show that's helping you guys, you know, when the kid, you finally get the kids in bed, unwind, uh, yeah. you know, connect a little bit, just have a sense of normalcy. I think like Bob's burgers is our like autopilot for that because you can turn it on and like, God damn, that show is funny. Like that is like just such a funny, funny show. Um, and so I think there's like a lot of comfort in like that. And like the, it's always sunny episodes. Oh, yeah. Like we just, the quarantine one which is really funny <laughs> very um, fitting but that brings you or but that brings me um and all you crazy cats and kittens out there um i, to... I wanted to open i wanted to open the show that way god damn it yeah that's i should have opened it that way um okay so like tommy you've always been someone who is like on the you were like so you're always so ahead of the cusp of like eventual pop culture things like this like Joe Exotic and like all like oh my god it just it was so necessary the eight, like the it, 800 pound tiger in the room let's talk about it literally <laughs> literally oh, like, oh my god it's so good like it's so good it's perfect it's trap like there isn't one person who doesn't feel better about their current situation after watching that oh my god and I've even seen a meme yeah. where it, like, it was Joe definitely killed her husband Oh, um, <laughs> basket. Oh, and like the the. Oh, I'm gonna do so many. Okay, I I can't. I need to stop. Um, no, no, no. Let's, let, let, let's deep dive. We can edit some of the earlier stuff out. You know, we'll just. It'll be a Tiger King podcast. <laughs> no, I know. Seriously, I could talk about it forever because it's just outrageous. Like, it really should have just been a Tiger King podcast. If I thought about it, <laughs> we should. Totally. We should have just done it. Yeah, yeah, we really, we really could have just done that. No, it's a, uh, it's awesome. Uh, the memes it's generated are fantastic. Well, the, the the combination of Joe Exotic and Trump's Trump, head. Oh my god! Yeah. The fact that it seems like big cat owners are in these polygamous relationships, and that's just kind of like uh that was the big wake up call to me, which was like, oh, word up! Like, that's just part of the game. You get a big cat, you start getting multiple partners, whether they be guys or girls. That 
blew my mind. I mean, it's super culty. Like, I feel like some of the things that they created could have been like that other. What's the what was the one in Oregon? The uh, that was a good one. Uh, not the something wild west like, or something. Country or something. Yes. Yes. About the what, well, and I think ironically, uh, the title that that Doc Ansel go, went by, Bhagavan, wasn't that the same title that yeah. the dude in Oregon went by? It was like, it could. I think you're right, and maybe that's why I remembered like, it. Do the connection? Uh, it triggered or whatever, but like, yeah, it's just it's it's very bizarre, and like it's there are so many parts of it that was like uncomfortable to watch, like especially with like some of the female like workers and even like the guy workers, you know, with Joe Exotic and how they like these people or how they use the cats or whatever. Like they just have like a hold over or like oh a God. spell over. Well, the cats and, and methamphetamines. What's that? <laughs> I said that well, it's the cats and the meth. Totally. The drugs. In the, 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 the drugs. The the meths helps get the hooks in. I never thought they seemed very methy, but I always like when they talked about how much weed that that Travis guy smoked, oh, and yeah. for him to be that like like cut still, I was like, oh weird. I'm like, I wonder what he's doing because whenever I smoke, all I want to do is eat. So. Well, just look at your husband. You know, he smokes a lot What's of weed. That? I said your husband's pretty cut and smokes a lot of weed self-control like nobody's business though like i don't like i'm like kate don't go eat spoonfuls <laughs> of peanut butter immediately after this and then two seconds later i'm like who like <laughs> i can't like, say no if it's something that i like actually group chat oh, yes. on wrong. <laughs> um have you have you taken one of those tests to see which uh tiger king character you're most like Oh my God, no, please. I want to, I need to, I need to know. So I'm, so I'm uh, the boyfriend, John, uh, the toothless meth head, not Travis, the toothless, <laughs> the toothless meth head. That's who I got matched up with. Um, he got his teeth, you see, he I got did. teeth. I saw he got a new girl. Uh, well, I guess one of the more feel good parts about that story, right? Um, yeah, and I- Yeah, marries the woman of his dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, the the for me the show stealer was uh eric collier or ec as he was known um like three minutes into the to, to the first episode it's like so saw this fucking ad on craigslist and i was like fucking tigers i've never done this shit so let's fucking do it and now i'm doing tiger shows uh he's but like how normal does that seem in comparison to, to everything, everything else absolutely i mean there's there was like so much shit that there was another meme that was, that was really pointed out that some guy like drives up in like a doom buggy and a skeleton. And that by that point, we've seen so much weird shit that like it seemed normal. You didn't even question it. You're like, oh, that, like that guy. that's like the 99th <laughs> weird thing I've seen. So it's like not even registering with me. Um, so episode, each episode, though, like you're like, no way. <laughs> like, it, can't, it can't get more strange than the one before. And then you're like, what's next like you're almost like like scared it was, of what yeah next. i mean like what else am i gonna know like i think what's sad and just to address the whole sadness of it um like i think it's sad i don't think that the treatment of these animals went unnoticed i mean they were feeding them like garbage walmart <laughs> walmart food but they were feeding people that too yeah, no one's really true. That, yeah, so true, true. Uh, I think that I don't think it's necessarily lost. I think what was very surprising to me is to learn that there's more tigers and endangered lions and animals 
that were bred here than like in, in the, the wild. wild. Like what I would love to see is like, and I get that you can't really like at some point be reintroduced, but like with some of these cubs, I mean, these guys were breeding them. Like, I'm not going to say they were doing something right, but they sure shit got a lot of animals out of it. Like, why can't the knowledge provided there be used more like in the wild or, you know, that, that type of setting. Totally. Well, I mean, I guess that was something I was thinking was like, you know, at least we, the, these tiger, you know, grant, and I don't know, sometimes I go back and forth with what I'm about to say, but you know, the fact that they're they were so close to extinct and there are this number alive in America isn't that kind of a good thing, you know, where it's right. that they're here, you know, that we have them, that they're not lost. Um, so yeah, I mean, um, you know, also, I, you know, I guess the silver lining is you get to see what uh, a three way dude marriage and pink, yeah, and pink denim looks like, you know, pretty look, look pretty so sweet. Much. I'm an ombre girl, right? Like I like the two tone hair, yeah. but I mean took it to a level I don't think I could ever really reach no it, it's funny because you know it's like another meme I saw that's pretty accurate is uh when it's March and you have your Halloween costume and it's a shot of oh there's gonna be so many oh, the amount of time it must take I mean another thing is it's like that guy looked in the mirror every day yeah oh yeah <laughs> for sure and thought it had an irrational confidence you know in sports you talk about these people with irrational confidence uh, you know, who aren't very good, but just think that they're Michael Jordan. Um, that was Joe, but somehow it worked because like he got two boyfriends and supposedly they may not, may or may not have been gay, you know, depending on who you ask in the, in the episode. Um, yeah. It's just wild how, you know, it doesn't even have to be, you know, based in any true foundation, irrational confidence will get you a long way. That was my takeaway, <laughs> yeah. you know, to really? how far, 100%. how far that will go. Um, anything else you got, you know, you guys are watching, I mean, that's a pretty good list. Uh, you know, whether it be always sunny, Bob's burgers, Tiger King, yeah. um, we watch random stuff. I like vice a lot. Oh, yeah. I like, vice. I love vice. Like, that's always like a good one to go ahead and scroll on too. I like, I like that. Um, so, so we're going to kind of switch gears here. You know, we talked a lot about arts and artists, um, that have gotten us through this. So we're gonna have a little bit of fun. We're gonna choose our quarantine. So those are uh, fictional uh, people. And, and you know, we'll, we'll allow for uh, a little stretch of the rules for you know, maybe reality show characters, even they're real people, but we'll consider them fictional for the sake of this. And we're not allowed to choose anyone um, in our real life. So, you know, you can't choose Mike to be on your quarantine um, and none of your children are allowed on your quarantine. So these are people from TV shows, books, uh, bands, uh, maybe artists that you would choose to be quarantined with. Um, we'll choose our favorite five, and you don't have to choose five, but we'll we'll choose five. And I'm going to start with my first uh, quarantine, okay. my quarantine member. Um, I'm choosing MacGyver. Um, I'm right. I'm choosing MacGyver for I think some obvious reasons. If uh, if we go post-apocalyptic, I feel like he'd be a great engineer taking normal everyday items and being able to use them and transform them into uh, even more useful items. Perhaps take a, a coffee can and turn it into a CB radio. If something broke, he could fix it. Um, so so he's my first choice. Uh, do you have a first choice for your quarantine? I have not had mine ranked. Okay. So do you want It doesn't have to be give... ranked. Yeah, it could just be any member. Um, so just kind of going in like the food aspect of it as well. I'm going to do Gordon Ramsay. Ooh. Okay. That's, uh, like, I feel like 
wouldn't bitch about the situation. <laughs> right, he'd be tough. Um, he might. Like, I, he's. I mean, he's a polarizing pick. I, I like Gordon Ramsay. I just. I feel like uh, my my hesitation would just be like if I'm quarantined. I'm like, is he going to get angry and yell at us? Totally, and I hope so because we all need to get out somehow and to have like you know what I mean. True, true. Yeah, he can lead the boat in that. Um, that's it. That's it. That might your choice may actually uh, change some of my my thinking on this. So my second choice was Kenny Powers, just because I feel like Kenny Powers from Eastbound and Down would be someone I'd want to party with. Yeah. He'd be a, a good, just solid, fun, awesome hang. What about you? My number two pick is Luis Belcher. Oh, because from- I, I mean, she, she's like, you talk about someone with a plan and a heart. That's just, <laughs> um, she always would be able to come up with a creative plan and I would totally do that. Oh, uh, well, um, that's an excellent pick. Uh, my third pick is Gandalf the white from Lord of Rings. Um, Again, kind of on a similar token to uh, having MacGyver, how useful would it be to have uh, to be stuck in a house with a wizard? Um, I, I feel like the possibilities are just little, literally endless with that sort of uh, quarantine member. I think you're right. And it's really funny because I also had a magical creature on mine too. Um, I had Aladdin or the genie from Aladdin. Oh, okay. See, I, I guess... Um, you know, the, the benefit to your plan is, you know, you get three wishes. I'm not guaranteed that Gandalf is going to be, do anything for me. Um, you know, I have to win his favor and then hope he likes me and then hope, you know, I can get him to conjure up a bunch of really dope shit. Um, totally. I'm going to pick the Will Smith one. The Will Smith one. Okay. I, Robin, Robin Williams voice, like, cause we rewatched both of them. We've been, we're watching like the real person one and then the, like the old school uh, one. With the, back to back. Uh, his voice was like, I was like, oh my God, I forgot that was Robin Williams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was crazy. Uh, so, so you're, but you're still picking the Will Smith version. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I haven't watched, I don't think I've watched the live version. So now it's, it's, it's like, it's surprisingly, it's really good. I dug it. Awesome. Um, my, my fourth pick, um, you know, I didn't mention this when I talked about the shows that are getting us through this. It's not one that I've, um, you know, been, particularly fond of, um, and I shouldn't even say that. I should say it wasn't one I was excited about, but Lita has been rewatching Grey's Anatomy, and I don't even know if it's rewatching. I don't think she watch, she's watching Grey's Anatomy now. So she went back and she's, and I don't know how many seasons there are or what season we're in, but she started on season one, and we're now like maybe halfway through, maybe more than halfway through. So my other pick was Lexi Gray, because um, in this scenario, I'm not quarantined with my wife, and I, I think Lexi might be the most attractive of all the, um, cast members, female cast members, and uh, she's also a surgeon. So if something were to happen in the house, I would have a surgeon, Lexi Gray there. Um, and there's a alternate reality episode where she's a you know, pretty fun drug addict. So um, I don't know. I feel like that means she's got that in her. So Down party. yeah, so Lexi Gray is my fourth pick. My fourth pick is Bob the Builder for like a similar reason. If anything broke, I mean, like there's a positive attitude and the ability to fix it. That is really smart. Um, I, I have my guy to fix my stuff. So I was, I was just like, shit. Um, what I don't have is a cook. 
Jimmy rigging it versus like actually like fixing true, it. True, true. Um, this is it's, it's working, but that's all the quarantine is going to be, right? That's right. Sure. That's right. It's a solid. It's a. It's still a solid pick. I feel like so. I feel like I'm going to kick myself for not choosing a chef. Um, you know, just I had something I didn't think about. But if we're only talking about fictional characters, I feel you know this character would be able to actually qualify in the food category. I'm going with Jesus because we would not uh, ever run out of booze. He could turn all of our water into wine. Um, I could have a, some just a little bit of bread and he can turn it into a bunch of fish. Um, so I feel like Jesus would be my final. He's kind of like a wizard, right? I guess it's like him and Gandalf. There might That might be a, actually a backfire pick because him and Gandalf might have some you know rivalry going on where he's like, oh, Gandalf turned, you know, that dog into a frog. We'll check this out. I'm going to turn that sofa into a giant Big Mac, Tommy. And we're like, whoa. And you're going to get caught in the crosshairs. Yeah, I mean, it might be some weird love triangle. Um, and maybe yeah. it's a, probably going to be a square because... It's anatomy. Yeah, we got to throw great... Yeah, Lexi Gray in there. So now it's a it, it's a square. It's a square. And uh, yeah, and I'm not kicking Kenny Powers out of bed too. So now we're talking about a pentagram. Um, yeah. So you, who is your fifth choice? Um, so I have two different ones. Okay. Um, one's animal oh, too. Yeah, you, I, you know, I'll let you. Um, I'll let you choose a, a fictional animal, and uh, we'll we'll give you that as a bonus for sure. Thank you. Um, I would like to have. Um, oh, I guess it's a character. Wait. So did, wait. Sorry. Okay, a character, an actress. Um, let's see. I had it and then I just lost it. It's all right. You actually, since. since Talk about the pet. I know the pet for sure. What pet? It's um called Stick Cat. Oh, okay. It's this um book that my son reads. This kid's one. Um, and it's really pretty. It's pretty cute. It's this cat and it's um, it has a best friend cat named Edith. And they used to live across the street from each other. And then their owners met and now they live together and they go on these like crazy adventures. And it's really, it's really funny, but stick hat's really useful. Um, and he makes good plans. Yeah. That's fantastic. I, uh, if I have to choose a fictional pet for our quarantine, which I think is fitting, we got two dogs. Um, I'm going to go with two dogs. I'm going to go with Dan and little Anne from where the, oh, where the red fern goes. Uh, the first book that I really loved, uh, it made me cry. Um, two loyal ass dogs, very smart, well-behaved, well-trained. Um, they'll die for you, y'all. You know, like they legit. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Dan Lant from, from where the red fern goes. That's a good answer. Yeah. That's a really good one. Um, tell, no. tell everyone where they can find Pop Moms Podcast and, uh, you know, all the different ways they can follow you or support you. Um, I, I think it's, we're talking about artists that have gotten us through. So I, I think it goes without saying that this is a very important time to support those artists, you know, in, in the ways that we can, whether that be through Patreon or, or, you know, rather than, uh, you know, illegally downloading their music or movies, buying those while we can, um, especially for the ones that are out there putting out content for us, uh, during this kind of boring um you know tough mundane uh trying time you know uh, but yeah where where can they find you 
Um, we're most active on Instagram. <clears throat> um, we also are on Facebook and Twitter. Um, you can go to www.potmomspodcast.com and you can sign up for our mailing list. That's something that's um, that's fun to do. Um, otherwise, just subscribe and listen and rate on really any streaming service. Um, if we're not on it, um, email me, um, potmomspodcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, we'll kind of try to keep you laughing through it. We play a fun game called um, Fake or Real Strain Name Game. And um, they're all themed. So we have like Midwestern food or a strain name or is it a porno or a strain name or um, an OPI nail polish color or a strain name. So we try to get pretty creative with it. For sure. Um, I was going to say I was a guest on Pop Mom's podcast and we did a, a Game of Thrones uh, parody strain game. <clears throat> so that was quite fun. Um Kate, again, I thank you for coming and doing this last minute. It was uh, it was a joy, and I felt like it was definitely appropriate seeing that your podcast was the one that that uh, that kind of inspired this episode. Um, thank you. Have a great thank night. Thank you. And again, this is new dad, Uncle Tickles. Please, as Kate said, uh, you know, rate and review when you can. Go out there, support Pop Moms podcasts, support New Dad podcasts, support the artists that are creating art that you're enjoying and getting you through this quarantine time. Uh, we love you here. Try to keep your head up. And uh, New Dad will be coming next week with our second progress report episode. I've kind of been buying some time to get more progress under my belt. So we'll see you then. And until then, um, Pop Boss, take us away. <laughs> <laughs>